Welcome to The Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I've helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to The Rachel Kujip Show. Today, I want to share five unethical marketing strategies and tactics that aren't obviously unethical and what you can do instead. The unethical marketing strategies I'm about to share are used frequently by many online business owners across industries and business types. If you're using any of them, you don't need to burn your business to the ground and you don't need to make a large public apology unless you want to. I'd recommend instead that you make intentional and sustainable changes to your marketing strategy so you can avoid and aren't reliant on them in the future. But before we dive in, I also want to remind you that ethics are subjective. What may be ethical for one person could be unethical to another. That's why it's important that you do your own continuous work in this space and don't rely on others, and I'm including me in this, to determine what feels right to you. If you want to go deeper into this topic, go back and listen to episodes 67, 48, 44, and 2. I'll leave links to these episodes in the show notes. However, there is a general consensus in the online business space that the sales and marketing strategies I'm about to share are unethical. So number one, sharing client wins, comments, and I'm in messages without permission. There's nothing wrong with celebrating people who are choosing to work with you or who are enjoying success as a part of your service or program. When done right, sharing screenshots of these wins on social media is a great way to show proof that you can deliver the goods and the in the moment energy can create a positive experience around your brand. In the past few years, I've seen a rise and reliance on this kind of content to sell in a short launch period. And the focus is becoming less about the client and more about the business owner. When used in conjunction with other unethical sales tactics, it can create really unrealistic expectations FOMO and pressure on the community to rush through the sales process, which we don't want, right? If you want to use these types of messages in your content, get your client's permission first and explain the intent behind you sharing and how you will share it. For example, I often ask my clients to share snippets of our private Voxer conversations in my emails is a way to start a wider conversation. I always keep my clients' information private so they can't be identified and I let them know if I'm going to use it to sell a service or product of mine. During a launch period, I normally ask for a more formalized testimonial that I can share that includes my clients' names and details. That way we can both agree on how we want to represent our relationship. 
Just like with testimonials, our clients should be able to decide how their experiences are used to sell our offers. My clients trust me and the space I've created with them, and I never want them to feel like their most vulnerable moments are dollar signs to me. Number two, charging clients for international conversion fees and other expenses in our business. Most of my community has stopped charging clients more for choosing payment plans, which makes me so happy. It's never okay to penalize people who can't make a full payment on the spot. But there, unfortunately, is still a small pocket of my internet that is of the belief that you should push as much of your expenses as you can to the client. This includes international conversion fees and online payment fees. I'm charged 10 to 15 Australian dollars every time a PayPal or Stripe payment is processed. Look, it's not fun, but that's business. Every business has fees and you should consider your profit and expense margins when creating your offers and choosing what to charge your clients. I do believe that it's unethical to blatantly add these fees to the program cost. For example, a US-based friend recently shared that she went to sign up for an Australian-based membership and saw that the US price was much higher than the Australian price, like higher than the current exchange rate. In my opinion, she was being lumped with the payment fees and this isn't okay. No business is meant to be 100% profit. The suggested profit margin is 60 to 70%. And of course, this will ebb and flow depending on your business model and the stage of business. If your profit margin is super low, it's time for you to revisit your business foundations. Simply raising your prices and pushing fees onto your clients won't save a poorly performing business. Number three, taking photos and screenshots of client calls and group calls without permission. Now, I love a good selfie like the next millennial, but I don't feel comfortable having my picture taken when I'm in a learning environment. And if I'm honest, this is one of the reasons why I stopped going to online meetups and joining group coaching programs. The whole call was like an award show with posing, flashes going off, and then like a million tags on Instagram to go through. I like to show up as I am, and that means I'm in my tracksuit sets with a messy bun and no makeup. I'm there to get stuff done and not be seen to be getting stuff done. There are so many reasons why people prefer to keep their screen turned off or don't wish to have their picture taken. Victims of domestic violence is a big one. That's why I encourage you to ask permission before you take a picture and give people time to get themselves ready or turn the camera off. Taking photos also takes people out of the moment. So instead, take a picture after the call or even just take a solo pic before the call and share that. It does the same job, letting people know what you're working on and who you're working with. Number four, making one client the poster client for a cause or quality you want to promote. Diversity inclusion is an important conversation right now, as it should be. But unfortunately, as more heterosexual, cisgendered white founders, creators and business owners have begun working with BIPOC, neurodiverse and the LGBTQIA plus community members, I've seen like a rise in the poster client, a term I've adapted from the poster child, which we always used in the international development community. A poster child is when one individual is used to represent a bigger cause or product. We see this a lot with fundraising efforts by not-for-profits who use one picture of a hungry child to represent the famine in Ethiopia. 
as an example. How I'm seeing this played out in the online space is with white creators using the only black person they've worked with in all of their branding, messaging and sales content as a way to say, look, I work with people of color. It's important that you have a diverse representation of the clients you work with and race is only one factor. Your testimonials and case studies should show a range of backgrounds, life experiences, skill sets, and of course, the results from working with you. Your clients aren't there to tick a DEI box. They're humans and should never be expected to represent an entire group of people. And if you know of any BIPOC, gender fluid or neurodivergent creators who have spoken on this issue, please let me know because I would love to hear their perspectives. And finally, number five, not being available to answer client questions during the sales process. If you don't want to offer calls or answer questions in the DMs, you don't have to, but you do need to be available in some form to answer your client's questions. Great copy, positioning and branding can sell without you being present. But many of us, when we're wanting to invest in larger amounts of time, energy and money, have questions. And even the best messaging can't preemptively answer every question. But most of the time, your potential clients are wanting to interact with you to see if they feel comfortable in your presence, especially if they need to be vulnerable or be able to share feedback openly, which is most coaching and services and some courses to a degree. I know there's a lot of popular advice online right now about how your clients need to take ownership of their learning and you being present only takes away from their autonomy. But this is all just BS and is being used by unethical business owners who see you and everyone else as a way to increase their bank balance without doing any work and don't understand the difference between a sales call and answering questions. Answering questions is only a small part of the sales process and if you've done everything else right, it doesn't take much time. If it is taking you hours every week, then it's time to revisit your marketing and sales strategies because you shouldn't be explaining the offer and building trust all over a 45-minute sales call. That's what your content marketing strategy is for. So there you have it, five marketing strategies and tactics that you may not have initially thought were unethical. I hope you can now see that they can be replaced with better business foundations and practices, which is why I created my ethical content marketing series. And I'd love to tell you a little bit about it now. If you've ever quit a launch halfway through, resisted recording a podcast episode and avoided following up on a sales email, I'd love to know, was your nervous system activated? I'm going to guess your answer is yes. And not doing these things had nothing to do with you being lazy, unprepared, or because you didn't want it enough. It probably had everything to do with the sales and marketing strategies you were using. So many of us have been taught to use ethical strategies that don't feel right. That's why you feel a sense of unease. It is possible to invite people to work with you through ethical content and sales conversations without activating your nervous system or theirs. What you need is a content marketing strategy that serves your needs as a human first and your business second. The answer to your current client pipeline problem isn't to spend more time, energy, creativity and money creating content that exhausts, depletes and stresses you out. If the one size fits all, no pain, no gain strategy hasn't served you so far, why are you still using it? 
I'd love to work with you inside my ethical content marketing series, a four week one-on-one coaching program where I support you to use content to generate clients, cash and opportunities the sustainable way. I've helped my clients create a plan that honors their humanity, supports them to work smarter, not harder, and can be adapted as their business grows and changes. By the end of our time together, you have your content marketing strategy and supporting documentation. But more importantly, you have the skills and knowledge needed to drive sales using content repeatedly in your business. Even when you're pregnant or a carer for a loved one, choose not to be on social media or are on holiday. I'd love to support you to find strategies that honor your humanity and allow you to practice market minimalism. Sales and marketing strategies that make you and your community feel seen and heard. If you're interested in learning more about the ethical content marketing series, I've left a link in the show notes. And if you know that you definitely want one of the five spots I have available, you can also book your spot now via the link in the show notes. I can't wait to support you in this way. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when your new episode drops every Wednesday.